Hey everybody, welcome to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. Today I am going to talk a little bit about Iowa basketball. The Hawkeyes are 6-1 and one after beating Georgia Tech 81-65 to Tuesday night. And just a huge week coming up. So you know, what, what, what have we seen so far? What do we like? What, what do we not like? And, and what do the Hawkeyes have to do in this upcoming stretch? It is going to be a tough one. Also want to talk some football, mostly focusing on the two major topics these days, which are NIL and the transfer portal. Well, let's talk a little basketball first. The Hawkeyes beat Georgia Tech Tuesday night 81-65 to to move to 6-1, and and that was after you know, dropping a disappointing game against TCU 79-66. to In that game, the Hawkeyes just could not shoot the ball. Uh, definitely from three, they really struggled, as they did the night before against Clemson. And that's one of the more disappointing things we've seen so far. The Hawkeyes started the year pretty hot shooting, and they've really kind of cooled off. So far this season, Chris Murray is leading the team in scoring. No shocker there, 21 points. He had 31 points, 20 rebounds against Georgia Tech. Just a, a, unbelievable statistics there. 20 boards. 30 points. I think they said that hadn't happened in the NCAA in, in 20 years, 15 years, something like that. So just impressive what these Murrays continue to be able to do. Chris is also leading the team with 10.5 rebounds per game. Tony Perkins leading with assists at 3.5. He's also leading steals just under 2. And then Philip Robracha averaging almost 1.5 blocks per game. Chris is getting the most minutes this year. Again, no no shocker there. Uh, he's shooting 51% from the field. He did get he got uh, cold in that tournament down in Florida, but but he's picked that back up again. He's shooting 85% from free throws and just over 40% from 3. We expected him to shoot 40% this year cuz he almost hit that number last year. Patrick McCaffrey has been struggling a bit. Uh, he's averaging 12.9 points per game, four rebounds, and you know he's doing a good job from the line. Overall, he's only shooting 41.5% from the field and 32% from three. Tony Perkins, you know he's he's only played in six of the seven games and you know kind of limited minutes in in some of those games of late due to his his injury. Hopefully, you know he's got a week now uh, to hopefully get better. But I think that's hampered him a little bit. He just hasn't looked like the same Tony Perkins the last couple of games. He still does does some amazing things out there. But he's averaging 12.8 points a game, just under two rebounds, three and a half assists, and, and shooting 48% from the floor, 70% from three. But, man, he's only shooting 18% from three right now. So that's something he really has to, has to, has to work on getting up there if he's going to be shooting from deep. Rebracha, you know, he's he's been he's been solid this year. Ten points, eight boards per game. You know, really like what he's doing out there. He needs to work on his free throw shooting. 65%. That's gonna, you know, they're gonna need those to, to fall in, in some important games in the Big Ten season. And then Peyton Sanford, you know, he's been a little bit up and down this season. He really has struggled from deep, which is which is surprising. Look for him to turn that around and, and get some get the Hawkeyes some wins. He's only shooting 25% from three this year and, and 39% from the field. But he is a good shooter, so we'll see him get that going. Aaron Eulis, 
has played a lot. He's actually averaging uh, more minutes per game than Peyton Sanford at this point. Uh, off the bench, six points, three assists a game. Uh, he's only shooting 29% from three. So you know, th- this three-point shooting has been an issue so far. DeSante Bowen is uh, you know, playing 13 minutes a game. He's had a couple of these big games where he hasn't got as many minutes, but he, he really looks the part when he's in there. So I'm really happy with what the Hawkeyes are getting out of him. He's shooting 52% from the field. Just 33% from three. He hasn't hasn't launched too many of those yet this year. But, man, he can get to the rim. He can really handle the ball. And so I'm excited to see what he's going to do as, as he gets more minutes as the season goes on. And then Connor McCaffrey coming off the bench. He has been a really solid player this year. He is shooting 60% from three, 83% from the line, 57% overall field goals. So really been a key guy off the bench this year with the way he's been able to knock in threes. It's been good to see Josh Dix as well of late start hitting some threes. He's now up to 40% from three and 40% from the field. So only averaging 11 minutes per game. So hopefully they'll be able to get him in a little bit more. Maybe not with what they have coming up. It's just quite a grind that the Hawkeyes have coming up. So Tuesday night, it's Duke. Duke is 7-2 and two on the season. I think the Hawkeyes have a shot at this game on a neutral court. But, man, they are going to have to hit some threes. They can't shoot 25% from three and expect to beat the Blue Devils. Two days later, the Hawkeyes have to come back from New York City and play Iowa State. Luckily, it's at home. Um, but Iowa State, 6-1. and one. The Hawkeyes, 6-1. and one. Iowa State had the big win over North Carolina. That should be quite a game. I mean, I think the Hawkeyes... Are a much better offensive team, but will they be able to withstand the defense that Iowa State's going to be throwing at them? They're going to be very physical. And last year when they did that, the Hawkeyes kind of wilted. So they better be ready for it this year, ready for some physical defense and, and dishing some of it out on their own. So after that, I mean, there's no rest here. Three days after the Iowa State game, it's Wisconsin. Again, luckily, Wisconsin at Iowa. So that's a really tough three-game stretch before the Hawkeyes can, you know, get some other guys some minutes and kind of take a deep breath. They play Southeast Missouri State and then Eastern Illinois before the Big Ten is going to start back up again. So not too much to complain about in this basketball season so far. The Hawkeyes are 6-1. and one. They lost to TCU. Frustrating game. The Hawkeyes just didn't play well at all. Patrick McCaffrey, zero points in that game. Hawkeyes could not get three-pointers to drop, and that's probably my biggest concern. But I think this is a better three-point shooting team than that, so I think they'll get it together. I think Peyton Sanford will start knocking him down. He's been really struggling. Uh, speaking of Peyton, I, I wonder, too, what, what Fran is going to do going forward with the starting lineup. Is Peyton going to continue to start at the two with Perkins at the one? Is, is Euless going to start some games here and, and have – Peyton come off the bench and hopefully he'll he'll heat up and he'll come in and, and knock down some threes off the bench. So I just think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch what the starting lineup is going to be as this year, as this season goes on. But it's been good to see Euless playing well off the bench. And, you know, still really liking this team. Not not the deepest team in the world. A couple of solid guys off the bench and then a couple of young guys that are learning in DeSante Bowen and Josh Dix, but both of those guys are showing that that they have some game to them, so that's really good. Well, let's talk now a little bit 
about the transfer portal and college football, it's it's just absolutely insane right now how many players are going into the transfer portal and only 40% of players that go into the transfer portal end up finding a home. And so I hope these players know that and they're going into this with the idea that maybe they're going to be walking on somewhere, maybe they won't they won't be playing football anymore. It's just or or playing at a much lower level. So for the Hawkeyes, offensive lineman Josh Volk Running back Gavin Williams. Well, Gavin came into the year. We thought he was going to be the starter. Kind of lost that job. Uh, Caleb Johnson's been such a good running back for the Hawkeyes this year. And LaShawn Williams was doing a good job while Gavin was injured, ill, just had a rough season. So I was a little bit surprised to see him go, but then again, not. Maybe he doesn't see too many carries there for him in the in the future. So if so, that that makes sense to me. And then Wide receiver Keegan Johnson. I know people are really freaking out over that, but you know, and he had a very nice freshman year. Did drop quite a few passes, but this year he's hardly played at all. I mean, I think I read 22 snaps on the season, and he was just injured the whole year. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about that when there was no production whatsoever this whole year. Alex Padilla, not a shocker there. You know, as they didn't let him play a whole lot this season despite the struggles of Spencer Petras. And then Arlen Bruce the fourth. Now that one stings a little bit. I like Arlen Bruce a lot, but you know, you look at him, he had 12 carries, 47 yards and a touchdown this year. He also had 19 catches, 187 yards and a touchdown. So not a ton of production there, but you know, there just wasn't a lot of production from from wide receivers. Nico Regani had 32 catches, 365 yards to lead the the wide receiving crew, but I mean, it's just obvious, you know, there could be another guy leaving on, you know, the wide receiver group and there's not many scholarship players left then. So they are going to have to hit the transfer portal really hard. I mean, Sam Laporta is gone next year. Now Luke Lachey can step in nicely for him. And Addison Ostranga has been playing towards the end of the season, so hopefully he'll be a good tight end as well. They may want to hit the portal, though, and find a tight end, but for sure wide receivers. They need two, if not three, wide receivers out of the transfer portal, and they need some guys that are quick, that are fast, that can catch the ball and go. That's the games that I've been watching the last week or so and just seeing these wide receivers catch the ball, make a move, make a guy miss, and just go streaking down the sideline. The speed is just is just intriguing to watch. And, you know, I don't know if it's just that we didn't have a quarterback that was giving those guys the opportunities, uh, you know, if it's the plays, the, the, the routes they're running, that sort of thing. But obviously need to be some changes there. Now, Kelton Copeland, I don't know if he's going to be back or not. You know, obviously, I don't have any any inside information there, but I just felt like the last time he talked to the media, just some of the things he was saying about how hard it is to recruit wide receivers at Iowa, and I kind of questioned that. I mean, I I get what he's saying, and everybody probably agrees with that, but other than the last few years, the Hawkeyes have had some pretty good wide receivers. Even just go back to Amir Smith-Marset, Brandon Smith, those guys are both in the NFL. Nick Easley uh, was in the NFL for a period of time as well, and I mean, that's what you tell recruits, that, you know, when we have a quarterback in here, 
we are going to throw to the wide receivers. We're going to throw the ball 30 times a game. It's not like the Hawkeyes don't want to throw the ball. They just haven't really had the personnel. It's really struggled with that offensive line as well. But he just kind of talked about how hard it is, and, and there's this, I guess, stigma about just blocking, and that's all they do is, is block if you want to come to Iowa and how, how it takes such a unique individual to come to play wide receiver. I, it just seemed kind of unusual to me, so maybe he's kind of fed up with it there. So maybe maybe they'll go for a Marvin McNutt type, maybe someone who's played in the system and had a whole lot of success in it. Um, just be interesting to see if there are some changes there. I still think there's got to be some sort of changes coming as far as offensive coordinator, whether Brian you know, steps down completely and is no longer the offensive coordinator, or if he just kind of moves into a different role and somebody else takes over that that offensive coordinator position. I, I just can't imagine they're going to go on the way things are, you know, all the way into next year. They'll probably will through the bowl game, etc. But it is going to be interesting to watch. But I just say there's nothing you can do about the transfer portal. Players are going to go in. At huge rates, that's happening everywhere. It's not just an Iowa thing. And the Hawkeyes are going to have to really hit that transfer portal hard and get some guys coming to Iowa. And the Hawkeyes have already had some success in the transfer portal with quarterback Cade McNamara coming over from Michigan. He went into the transfer portal. He's already said that he is committed to be an Iowa Hawkeye next year. Cade McNamara was the quarterback of the Michigan Wolverines last year. He completed 64% of his passes, almost 2,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, six interceptions, a really high quarterback rating of 141.9. People are just raving about him. Michigan reporters, Michigan uh, supporters, they're saying that he is a leader on and off the field, and it's a huge get for the Hawkeyes. So I'm pretty excited to see that, and I think he's going to bring some more wide receivers in that are going to be excited to come to be Hawkeyes. Well, one of the other things that everybody's talking about is NIL, name, image, likeness. And if you want to help the Hawkeyes in this regard, you want to go to the Iowa Swarm. And the Swarm is starting to crush it. People are starting to realize, hey, we need to, we need to be donating to this to help the Hawkeyes bring guys in from the transfer portal to help get some really solid recruits. And it's going to help women's basketball, men's basketball, and football. So join that Iowa Swarm. If you have the means to do so, you can join for as little as about 20 bucks a month, or I think there's a $200 annual fee you can do. Um, you know, the guy that's running that, Brad Heinrichs, has done just a really good job. He's put in a lot of work. Really appreciate everything he's done to, to get this, this uh, NIL collective uh, together for the Hawkeyes. And, and it seems to be working. Um, they keep adding, you know, o- over this last week when, when Cade McNamara committed to the Hawkeyes, just all of a sudden people started going, okay, this is something we need to jump on. And so really excited to see that grow and see the Hawkeyes be on an even playing field with some of these other teams that have been you know, offering all kinds of money and, and deals and to 
the players to, to go play at their school. So it's going to be an interesting offseason, to say the least. And if you do have the means, go ahead and join the Iowa Swarm and, and, and let them, you know, go after some players on our behalf. So it's, it's, it's a wild west out there. It's just unbelievable how there's just hardly any rules, it seems like, and um, really interesting to watch and just see how much college sports have changed. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, change things for the worst. Hopefully, you know, it, it continues to be a product on the field that we love because college football is, is so special and, and basketball as well. So go to iowaswarm.com if you want to look into that further and, and potentially join online and become part of the Iowa Swarm, the NIL Collective, and, you know, help the Hawkeyes keep their players happy and, and recruit players and all that good stuff by having a good solid collective in place for NIL. Kind of crazy how the times have changed, but I guess we need to embrace it, and that's what I'm doing. I've been I've been a part of the swarm since it first kicked off. Uh, I have a, a t-shirt from them, and it's it's really nice uh, t-shirt. I get a lot of good comments when I wear it. So, IowaSwarm.com, and what a huge week we have for the Hawkeye basketball team. Duke Tuesday night, quick turnaround with Iowa State at home on Thursday. Let's fill up Carver Hawkeye Arena. Then Saturday at home against Wisconsin, two and one would be okay in that stretch. Three and zero would be amazing in that stretch, of course. But uh, hopefully, at least one of those wins is going to be over Wisconsin to kick off the Big Ten season with a W. So lots of exciting stuff, man. We we really thought that it would be Iowa against Michigan this weekend. Instead, it's Purdue. Um, I think Michigan's going to handle them pretty easily, but you never know. It looks like TCU may be going down. USC lost to Utah last night, so lots of exciting, fun football going on. Hope everybody's doing well and getting ready for the holidays. Hard to believe it's only a few weeks away. We've got a lot to do between now and then. But again, hope everyone's well, and go Hawks! (laughs) 